Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? And how do I make money for my podcast? The answer for every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who, who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you are if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear from your podcast. First and foremost, man, Ray, that's a hell of an intro. Yeah. You know, when you pull in UGK and the late great Sweet James Jones, Pimp C, I mean, Chad Butler coming in on the intro like that. I mean, listen, I almost going to tell you, man, let that bump be God. Let, let the whole five minutes of that track ride out because that track is, is lethal. Yeah, we got something to go out on the outro. That is one of the best. That's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my yes, lifetime. Yes, I ain't gonna lie. When I first heard that song, I remember going out and just and going going nuts. Yeah, classic, bro. You know what I mean? Got me a All UGK day. T-shirt. You know what I mean? So that, that's a classic. That's classic. But everything's good here, fellas. You know what I mean? College football started. We had a great episode last week with the college football you know edition. We got a lot going on today. It's a lot of sports news going on. A lot of things to talk about, man. So let's jump right into it. You know what I mean? You know there's a lot of controversy going on with LBJ. Mm-hmm. First, first before we uh, get totally dive into it, right? One thing I wanted to talk about is, because you guys are fathers. Without question. When your kids do something in the, in the context of playing a sport game or a sports or a team game, do you, do you guys find yourself... Jumping all in and having to, and, and getting involved, but do you find yourself being like you know, more reserved and and allowing your allowing your child to keep doing I guess flourishing in that atmosphere? Like how do you guys how do you guys deal with that enthusiasm when your your child does something so great on the court? I think uh, it, 
it gives you like it's good to see your kid do well. Mm-hmm. And it hurts you when your kid does bad. Because as a competitor, you want your kid to be at the top of his game every time he go out there on the floor. And I think sometimes as parents, we forget that they're kids. Mm-hmm. You know, because we see what we do on the field. We see what we have done or doing now. And I think the expectations is sometimes too high for the kid. You know, because, you know, you can your kid can have a great game one game, but then have a bad game the next game. You looking like, oh man, you you. And when I think, I think we forget a lot that be they are kids. They still kids, and they still growing. They still progressing, and they trying to figure it out. So I think sometimes I just I just think as parents we take for granted that they're still kids. Yeah, I mean, but you know you want to celebrate. And oh yeah, without question. I think the kids enjoy it, bro. Exactly. Like, truly, I think you know as a dad, you know, like with my dad in the stands or. Parents at the game, and to be there and show the excitement when your kid doing well, or even when the exactly. other kids are doing well, because you don't want your children to compare to children. And I, I mean, I love being enthusiastic in any game. Without you know question, because you want to show that excitement, you want to show the support, but you got to get on them too when you know things are not going well or when they mess up. You know, not to you know show them out in front of everybody, but you know you want to let them know when you're not doing well. It's good for the support. Um, I also think. You know, as long as you're not showing up other parents, you know, talking trash and, you know, downgrading other players, I mean, I, I have no problem with any type of father or any parent, you know, showing that emotion on the sideline. Um, I love it, bro, you know, to be inside the game. Because at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you live through your kids. Exactly. You know, you may not have had that opportunity to play on a higher level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see your kid flourish and you just, you just see yourself, you know, most of the time when your kid doing well. And, man, I, I just love it, man. I just love any parent that's really supporting their kid and be enthusiastic about it. So, and, 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 and so that lets me jump into the next question, right, which is uh, – and I may to cut you off on this one, but just to get into what, we're, what the main topic was really about, was really about LeBron's behavior, mm-hmm. right? It's not just uh, LeBron being, you know, people loving his enthusiasm, but it's his behavior, um, the way he's been considered – when he when he's out there, he's supporting not only his kid, but it's also his kids in general because there are that's his AAU team. Yeah. Um. And and so to go back around the table again, because you guys got a lot more time. We got Keon here, Man, so you got another you got another person. You got another person. You got to listen. Okay, we're about talking okay. and you know, going across going across everything. So just just to dive into that atmosphere of it all, right? So being that LeBron and, and his and his, his antics and you know. You know, and the fact that he said himself that he wanted to be the type of father his, his father would never was for him. Absolutely. So, how do you feel about that in general? Because we all we all come from that certain um, upbringing to a certain degree, and we all want to understand how it is. We understand how he feels, but at the same time, you do have to condemn yourself yeah, with a little bit more uh, control uh, exactly. and subtle, you know, subtle behavior because it is about the kids, right? Without question. Um, so how do you feel about that? And it's and it's two for the question, right? That it's just not only just his behavior and that, then the whole getting on the court dunking. Yeah. Like how do you guys feel about that? I think I think Go ahead, cut off. <laughs> you know what? I, I think a lot of times and and, and 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 this is with life in general, for kids, most of the time, for most kids, they know mama gonna show up. Period. They know mama gonna show up. But when dad show up, you got that sense of, yeah, my daddy here, let's get it in. So far as being from with LeBron, with, with LeBron, I don't mind LeBron getting in the layup line or playing with the kids on the floor and things like that because you got a lot of kids that would never see LeBron play. They would never see LeBron play. So I don't have no issue with him getting in the layup line, doing dunks, you know, because a lot of kids can't, can't afford to go to an NBA game. Their parents can't afford. So I don't have no issue with that. That part I'm cool with. The only issue I have with LeBron is, is while they're having the game, just sit on the side and enjoy like the rest of the parents. Don't come on the floor. Yeah, your son get a dunk. You know, you ain't got to rush the flow, bro. <laughs> you just don't. Like, like, like you're you taking away, you, you got to stop the game, let him bump chest his son. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't his son. Huh? It wasn't his son. Well, whoever he bump chested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm he's doing like, it with a player. He's doing it with a player. But I'm just saying, you, you're cutting the game off, you know? Nobody don't jump on the floor when you dunking on people out in L.A., Cleveland, Miami. <laughs> Nobody ain't running on the floor. Your mom wasn't running on the floor. You know what I'm saying? So 
You got to You got Well, his mom did. Well, he ran on the floor. Well, he told her. He told her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told her, yo, get the, get your, sit your A down. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I don't mind the layup line. I don't mind him, you know, dunking in front of the other kids or whatever. But while the game is going on, I think you got to control yourself better. And then after the game, if you want to do that, that's fine. But during the game, you got to let the kids play. Yeah, at first when I first saw, I was like, man, he getting real extra. <laughs> like, come on, LBJ, though. You like putting in a whole All-Star Weekend dunking contest, bro. Come on, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you're making it more. It's not about the team anymore. It's not about Bronny doing well or his players doing well. Oh, man, you see LeBron and dunking in the layup line. It's exactly. like a whole lot of attention is on LBJ, and he's taking it from the kids. Now, like you said, a lot of kids won't ever see LeBron play. You know, they love him probably being at those exactly. games, being that he's a, you know, a super duper star, that he really don't have to be there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like him being present, them kids probably love it. You know, from a kid's standpoint, like, man, look, I might have had a chance to throw a lot of LeBron James. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. That might be the highlight of your whole, you know, sports career. But I think he could have toned it down a little bit, maybe did one or two, one dunk or whatever, and just kind of chill. Um, but as far as the whole antics on the sideline, I love it, bro. No, no, I love it, bro. <laughs> No, I, I I love it though. Like he's into the game. He he's a could sit back and chill. But when you LeBron James or any other super duper star, you get a leash. Like any, no other parent could do that. Well, he came on the floor though, bro. Yeah, I mean you, he came on the floor. He did, but, but but it was just so natural in the floor of the game. And that play was a huge play in the game. And just have dude come up like dude jumped up. He jumped up. Like, he came all out of his shoe. The joint was just crazy, man. I just love. So him. did they give him a tech? Nah, they giving him a tech. But, but this game, is thing, because this, this is the thing. They should. That, so so now, they should. if you if you give him a tech, they should. If you gave if you gave him a tech, now what? Yeah, they should give him a tech. But nine times out of ten, they definitely not gonna give him a tech. You know what I'm saying? Because he's LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I think he's having fun. Um, he's probably remembering the whole days when he was at AAU. He didn't have his dad there. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying call, this. Please. I want my son to shine. I'll call, we get you. And it's definitely all good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I got you, man. I see it. So I definitely, you know, love the fact that, you know, he's involved with his son in the games. And like I said, it's not even just yeah. about his son. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really, he's in, energetic with all the players. You gotcha. saw when uh, one of the young kids had a three, well, a challenge in a three-point shooting contest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's things that he's doing that he don't really have to do. Like he really could just sit there and play the, you know, behind the scenes, but he's active with all the kids. But now yeah. all of them getting into the Taco Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? And, he's and, just enjoying life with LBJ, bro. And I'm glad you just brought something up. And one of our, our faithful listeners, Daryl, just pointed something out to us as well. He feels like it's just not only the, the, the atmosphere that LeBron provides, right, but mm-hmm. also the pressure you know that he puts on those kids yeah. and the son to live up to his image. Oh, absolutely. Being in, being being in, always taking that forefront that he takes. And Daryl, I hope I'm saying this correctly, man. I know you're watching us. I don't know. You know I know you're watching what we're doing. Happy anniversary, um, bro. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we got we definitely got to throw that out there for his show three years running. But the fact that he just being there and being LeBron, first he's already LeBron James Jr. Yeah. It's Colin Bryant. Exactly. But then now he has to live up to that image. And That's being awesome. in the forefront and watching your dad there, sometimes some people get, you know what, for, for him, for being Bronny and watching him excel the way he's selling at this point of his of his young career, it's very impressive because yeah. as balling. a kid, he's he's balling, he's leading his team. I don't think he's the best talent on the team. Oh, no, but I think he's leading the team. But, and, he's, doing but do. he's doing it with the pressure of knowing that he's LeBron James Jr. Yeah. In every game. People are gonna go after you. Uh, then Marcus Jordan. Then Marcus Jordan. What was the other one name? Uh, the other son. The one with the sister Florida. Yeah. See, both of them didn't. They can live up to they, it. Not only could they live up to it, I'm not totally sure they can live up to it. But there was a reason why Michael probably never gave him his name. Mm-hmm. Right. Never. Even, he, even LeBron. Said they were always. I would have never gave him. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. All three. All three kids were. Um, MJ kids are MJ yeah, initials, MJ, yeah. but they don't have Michael his name. Jordan, they yeah. are yeah, daughters, so of course. But he only he didn't have like she, he didn't have. A, they don't have his name, and I think that was for a reason. He didn't want to put that pressure on them mm-hmm. to be able to live up to his image. You know, what I mean, it's different when he's probably if, if LeBron was super young and he had him like maybe like eighteen, and he was like, oh yeah, but yeah, but nah, man. Listen, the kid is flourishing. He's a really good, talented player. And he's gonna go get better, man. So I'm just, I, I'm, I think that 
what I like to see is LeBron kind of go sit down somewhere. <laughs> see, I'm with, uh, you, like, I'm with you with, like I'm saying, I'm with you with. I feel like him being, you know, in the forefront, he's taken away from it. But, yeah, I think like, like you guys just mentioned, I think just depression in general takes away from what he's trying to do, man. So, I think that's, I, I really would feel like he sits down somewhere. So, let me ask you a follow-up question on just that. So, base, you know, base of all this different, because, you know, LeBron is a whirlwind. Right and yeah. and um we didn't have this on one of our topics but we're gonna make it a topic today actually you said David Griffin topic later we're gonna bring it up now it, right go, because man. um not just because of that because of the f- simple fact that I don't want to go into David Griffin's total topics we'll 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 find a, we'll find a way into that one I want to go into the circus of LeBron right so there's always these issues coming up with LeBron you know his people his folks. You know they need they need a lot of treatment. They need a lot of special uh, special treatment. What I would call it. They need a lot of um, um, things TLC. and and yeah, tender love and care and 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 other players. They, they he pretty much swallows up the team mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah. He comes in there and he he gets his he gets the things he wants, um, and he pretty much. Moves forward with that on, on, on different levels, right? And a prime example is, you know, Cleveland. He got the he got the players he want. He got the person. I mean, not only just the personnel, the coaching. He got the coach that he wanted. David Griffin wanted that coach. Um, Black David Black. LeBron's like, nah, I want, I want. Uh, <laughs> he's like, nah, I want. Uh, so man, they Ty Lue. He want Ty Lue, and then and then they got a, so you got Black fired, yeah. right? LeBron's the same way. The only time people push back was when he was in Miami. Yeah, you know, and you look at the Lakers. You know, he got there. Luke was the young hot coach. Luke's out, right? So LeBron brings a lot of baggage, and even in the sense of his his um, even in the sense of his um 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 his own player uh um, personal picks. No, 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 not just the personnel that he picks. That's one thing, right? That's one yeah. thing that we can jump into as well. But also, Russ, Russ, what's his name? Russ Paul? Yeah. Rich Paul. Rich Paul, right? So Rich Paul is his man. Mm-hmm. And Russell. Rich Paul has a lot of good good athletes under his um under his camp. And a lot of times, LeBron, everybody knows LeBron's the real agent of the camp. He's the real CEO, yeah. right? So my question to you guys, the circles of LeBron, how do y'all feel about it? I'm going to start with you because you love LeBron. Like when I say you love LeBron, you love LeBron. <laughs> My God, I love so you. I want you. And we ain't talking about off the court. He's a great guy off the court, but business, the NBA business, he is really monopolizing the way the NBA is being ran. So let that. me ask you a question, because <clears throat> we have we because you don't want to have a Camelo situation, right? right? Which is another thing we need to add in there, right? We need to talk about Camelo's yep. interview. How do you feel about the way the circus of LeBron, the circus of LeBron, mm-hmm. and the effects it has on the NBA? Think it's good for the NBA, bro. Anytime you're talking about the NBA in the offseason when the NFL has always dominated the news headlines, because I'm the NBA, I love it. The controversy sells, sex sells, no matter what type of industry you're in, right? So to keep LeBron name in your mouth, the NBA should be loving it because that's ratings. Now, as far as the question of the circus he brings, he does bring a lot of diva ish. You know things that he wants, but as a star player, I'm sure Michael Jordan had things that just never got out because of the social media era. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe, I'm sure Kobe had a lot of things, had a lot of access for his people. You know, Grover and and, and uh, you know Rob Pelink when he was his, I'm sure they had a lot of access. It's just that LeBron is probably the most scrutinized and talked about athlete probably of all time, bro. For real, like he can't do nothing right sometimes in the NBA, like. Oh, LeBron dunking on the court, man. That's headline news. You know, all the things he do is going to be scrutinized, nitpicked. And I think just as a superstar athlete, bro, you push the envelope. Like you go on a job interview, and they said, "How much is I want this?" It's up for the ownership to push back. Like you said, like like. See, you know what it is? Pat Riley and them say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've been a champion. We've had a solid franchise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We won a championship. You're not gonna come in here and just tell us what to do and get. Each and every person, special access and all that. But when you go to L.A., hasn't won nothing in six years prior, they starved for some attention. You go back to Cleveland, they're starved for something. Well, let me, let me throw it to you a different way. Because yeah, what you're saying is great. 
but you're avoiding a lot of what I'm trying to, what the type of answer I'm hoping that you'll come out of, right? So, my magic quit. Yeah. David Griffin quit. Basically, could have could have went back. He got fired. Well, he, they didn't resign him. They didn't retain he got fired. him. That, 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 he no, didn't retain that, him. That's um, Gilbert is a trash owner. LeBron has had a lot of coaches fired. Yeah. Rich Paul is is the leading agent in the NBA right now on Sports Illustrated. He's probably the most hated. Okay. Hold on, hold on. But did he really work for the success that he has? Who, so Paul? yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And mind you, now there's athletes who came through the same. I mean, there's there's agents. Lawyers, there's different people. It's like you're going to your profession, yep. going to Grambling State University. Shout out. Probably barely made it through. <laughs> and 3. 3.2 GBA. I need to see that on record. So, so, so you're going, so, so when you go through, you're going through, like you went through Grambling, you went through Grambling, you studied um, whatever subject matter you studied the entire time frame. You get your work feel, right? Mm-hmm. And then the hot CEO comes in, and he comes in with his son, and he's, he's pretty much at the same level you at. Getting paid, if not more, and you—that's really what Rich Paul is doing right now, right? He's circumventing. He, he's, he's riding away. LeBron pretty much created a lane for him. Yes. And now him and his boys can come and dictate. Yes. But and I that's think, what I'm saying. Like, I think Rich Paul, that's not doesn't make sense, bro. LeBron has created clear, you know, not just responsibility, but empowerment. Right. If we don't be there, we don't want to be there. We out. Like, you know, what I'm saying that—that's what he, I think Rich Paul is doing. Now to in, enforce his players to be able to control their own career, and LeBron's pretty much I ain't gonna say he invented, he started it, but he allowing players and players see how he's moving. So you know what, man, look, I, I, I'm not locking myself into these long, long term contracts without no, I, I'm putting the pressure on this organization to win. Like I'm not about to waste my talent and get hurt every year, put my body through X, Y, Z, and we have no shot or even trying to win a championship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and now, is it backlash on Rich Paul? Absolutely, because it makes it look like Rich Paul is controlling and, and pushing for trades that he probably, you know, just needs to stay <laughs> in the background. But at the end of the day, you ride the wave. You know what I'm saying? You, LBJ is hot. You got the hot client. You know what I'm saying? And players won't sign with an agent they don't feel the agent has their best interest at heart, right? Because you can easily represent yourself. Get your lawyer, look at the contract. You know if you want three years, four years, you know what your values work. You know what I'm saying? Look at Bobby Wagner in the NFL. Exactly. He represented himself. All you need is somebody to look at the contract and look at the language. And a lot of times I think these players need to represent themselves. Because I mean you paying these other guys three percent or whatever they make and whatever. You can represent yourself and get you somebody that you really, really trust and a lawyer to look over the contract and make sure it's straight, then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I think I think in LeBron's case, with him being a megastar, because you got superstars, you have stars, and you have megastars. He's a megastar. Yeah. You know, and I think, yeah, he comes with a lot of baggage, but I think a lot of times people know that he's the easy guy to jump on to sell papers. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, and, and even like with Rich Paul, Rich Paul, you know, LeBron, LeBron is doing something that a lot of guys back in the day could have done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one direct, <clears throat> the one comes to mind is Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was a megastar. Allen Iverson came with the long baggy shorts, braids, but he, his friends that he had, he didn't make them go out and get education. You know what I'm saying? You're saying that he didn't empower them. Well, yeah, he didn't empower them. So what LeBron saw was, okay, I got my homeboys here. I'm going to bring them with me. I'm gonna get them sneaker deals. I'm gonna, you, you go get this uh, marketing, you know, degree or whatever you gotta do, and you're gonna be the agent. So we're gonna keep everything in the family, and then once we keep it in the family, we're gonna branch out and bring other people in. That's a great point. I didn't think, I didn't thought about that. I've thought about that in the past too. I, I, I his strategy, the way he employed his strategy, employed and executed, yeah, his strategy was absolutely phenomenal. Because you think about and it, you, and you can't take away from it. And you, and you look at over the basketball world, you know, a lot of these guys who, who play on different teams, have different agents. They don't do these dudes right. They don't do these dudes right. Now, I'm not saying everything that LeBron has done was perfect. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he knows what it takes. Like, look, if I don't help my own people and help my homeboys get mm-hmm. to a certain level, guess what? Who's going to help them? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Most of the times we get these agents, they, 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 they get you these big contracts, but guess what? On the back end, they get money out of you. Yeah. 
They can what, what's the guy in the NFL who got all the players? Um, um, um Roseman, not Roseman, uh Drew Rosenhaus. Okay. So Drew Rosenhaus, he got all these players. All it is, he just Rich Paul is doing the same Drew Rosenhaus is doing. He's getting all these players and he's making it happen. As to the difference is Rich Paul's black. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, that, could, that could be an issue. Because you think about it. He's black. And, 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 and if you look over the basketball... I think he's black and he's young. Exactly. And, and people may feel like, oh, well, he ain't been an agent for a hot second. But this and thing. he's trying to come in here and like, push his body around, push his muscle around. Push his weight and people around, may think absolutely. about it like, oh, well, he's only doing that because he got LeBron James backing him. But he is only doing it because he got LeBron but James backing him. We'll, <laughs> like, but but his, his book is not, not... We'll see once LeBron retires... How Rich Paul stays relevant hold with on. a lot of superstars. But, but why? He's, you know, continue to but hold on. Why, why though? Because when LeBron leaves, guess what? That's how people been doing it for years. Oh, absolutely. It just that's how people. Social so, media so, 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 really. And think about it. That's you got how, a lot of beat writers. You gotta, yeah, because you got to think about it. A lot of people been doing the same thing. LeBron has been doing it, but the problem is. His joint is more highlighted than everyone else because he's LeBron and he's a mega star. Yep. At, at, at the end of the day, guess what? You got to bring your friends along. When what I mean by friends, I'm talking about the friends that are willing to get down in the trenches and do what they have to do yeah. to get to the top and to make themselves better. Because that's what LeBron did. LeBron like, look, I'm going to do what I got to do. Y'all need to make yourselves better over here, and then we come combine together. Because the friends that you talk about, oh man, you know. You just gonna bring you along, and you and you're not trying to. You just want to hang around. You don't need, and I think that's where Allen Iverson, because Allen Iverson could have built the foundation yeah. for this whole situation. LeBron just saw these other guys. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna bring my boys with me, but at the same time, y'all need to go get an education. But they had the hunger to get better. Exactly. Like, you can't. You can exactly. easily say, dog. You need to go to Harvard Business. Yeah. Thing. He'd be like, nah, dog, for what? Exactly. You, <laughs> you, know you, you got the money. Yeah, we yeah, boys. Yeah, you got the money. Right. And you you're, you're exactly for, right. I, I don't know if you went to Harvard Business. I'm just, I just no, we that example. Maybe Cleveland State. But, uh, <laughs> nah, he went to some type of business school. Yeah, Cleveland State. Yeah, whatever it was. But I'm just saying, I'm using that example. Like, yeah. I can tell you to go do that, but yeah. you have to have that hunger exactly. one day. So, you know what? I'm going to build an empire within an empire. And I'm going to, you know, represent my LeBron's brand. But at the same time, I'm going to stand out as well. Right, right. Because it, like you said, LeBron's not going to play forever, you know? Yeah, you need to stand on your own two feet. And, yeah, you know, and, you know, he's created a lane for you to be successful for 40, 50 years instead mm-hmm. of just his reign in yeah, the NBA. Bro. And, you know, that's sound like somebody else I know. Sound like me. So, <laughs> so I'm out, that's what I'm out here doing right now. So I'm trying to empower everybody around me. So, but to stick with two little LeBron news... Uh, let's jump into David Griffin's comments, right? Um, David Gr- Griffin had a lot to say about his stay, uh, tenure with, with Cleveland and, you know, with, and with the Cavs and he had an issue with the, how the Cavs, I guess how, the, how everything ended for him and in doing his, doing his tenure there, he didn't, yeah. he was not happy. And at first he said it was miserable with LeBron. Then he kind of retracted. And he said, it wasn't miserable with LeBron, but it's more miserable with the actual, uh, Circus, circus, and the things around it, and just being in, in that environment because praying that environment was a little toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his so, how you guys feel about that? Like, do you feel like one, do you feel like his comments really genuine, the retraction or not, or do you feel like, like we just talked about the surface of LeBron, does it really weigh you thin? Because a lot of decisions you're not making, yeah. you know, the decisions are more what LeBron feel like the type of players he needs, and there's a lot of things that happen. I mean. They, he locked players in contracts that probably should not been in contracts, exactly. getting paid the way he should get paid, like Jr. Smell say Jr. I'm talking to you about you first, Jr. <laughs> Henny J, Henny J, or Jay Henny, or uh, and uh, you know old old uh, float around, old thought, old thought, old Tristan Thompson, old thought, old TT, old thought, old thought boy. That boy, he he had a he was having a city boy summer before they even had one. You know what I mean? Kanye put you in song. You know what I mean? Like you know that boy out there wilding, man. So how y'all feel about his comments? Man, I, I didn't like it in no kind of way, bro. Like, come on, man. I've always told bro, you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. You know, and I know he's doing a sports illustrated article and you know the way he's supposed to be talking about the Pelicans. Right. And like, you retracting, like, come on, dog, like when you you know what LeBron brings, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like when you took that job, you knew what it brought. Exactly. You knew it's championship or bust every single year. You saw that in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like you saw that. You could have easily said, you know what? I don't want that type of pressure. I, I want an organization where I can build, whether we break the playoffs or not. That's what I want to do. You didn't have to take the job. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you now, you, when you win, you want the reward. But when you got all the pressure, you're like, you know what? Yeah, it was a miserable situation. <laughs> it was toxic. Like, come on, dog. You're just throwing this man under the bus. Granted, he wanted players around you. That's like my, if you playing ball and I'm, a, I'm on the team, I'm the superstar, man, give my man a contract. Exactly. If not, I'm bouncing. You're going to either get with me or not. You know what I'm saying? You. Like, as a franchise, they so starved to win. They, you don't care. Gonna do you don't care. They didn't, yeah. want to do it. They didn't yeah. have to give Tristan Thompson that money. If he walked, he walked. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? LeBron still was on a two-year deal. You had him for a couple of years. But, but It's the NBA, bro. You, players come and go all the time. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to give JR that big deal. Nah, you could have got some. That's deal. on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you making these deals every single year, but it puts you in a position to get a championship. It at least had you a shot in the NBA Finals to have a shot to win at the end of the day. And that's all you can ask for is have a shot to win, whether you win or not. That's up for debate. But for Griffin to throw those type of comments out there, bro, I just felt it was kind of a low blow. He could have at least got in front of it and say, hey, man, I did this interview. This is what happened. You know, if it comes out, LeBron ain't going to have to say nothing because he already been exactly. gone. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And then the retract, come on, dog. You, you know you was down bad in the beginning. But you know, everybody knows this about. This is the thing. When you when you the GM and you sitting in that chair, and you know the kind of person LeBron is, what he brings to the table. The issue that I have with Griffin is this. Why do people with GMs in general, like when you win a championship, you win a championship, why even put that in the media anyway? Mm-hmm. What's the point of putting that in the media anyway? Because it, cause, cause the reality is this. You win a championship, you leave, you go to the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. So now... Well, LeBron was the problem, blah, 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 you know, this, this, and that. But wait a minute. You wasn't saying that when you was going to these uh, NBA championships. Full straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might have lost, but you wasn't saying that then. And I think I think it's a lot of back back channels going on because LeBron is such a mega star. He's such, you know, he's such on the high. He speaks out on different things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more or less that, yo. Know, He's run, not say running the NBA, but he's put the NBA in a better position for black players. Oh, absolutely, boy. And I think, and I think a lot of times, a lot of GMs looking at this joint because he's speaking out on social things and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they looking at it like he's getting too big for his britches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for and for and for but Griffin, but we a mega star, dog. Like you going do things, but people, push the envelope. but people still are not gonna like it because if if if. If Larry Bird was doing what LeBron was doing, you wouldn't hear nothing. Absolutely, I believe that. You wouldn't hear nothing. You see what I'm saying? If Dirk Nowitzki was doing something like what LeBron is doing, you wouldn't hear nothing. LeBron is so much of a mega star that no matter what he does, people are going to get on him about something. It's going to be not not saying that LeBron is right all the time, but, but being who he is. And I think David Griffin, for him to retract what he said, isn't that he kind of was jealous of LeBron that he didn't get no credit? Could be. Because you think about it. Most GMs, they sit in the background. They make the picks. They keep it moving. And you might say, okay, he did a great job picking players, but the players get all the credit. You see okay. what I'm saying? That's sports. And, 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 and I understand that. But some people get in their feelings to say, okay, LeBron has won a championship in Cleveland. That, that's not true. That's, I'm, that's, no, that, no, I'm just saying. That's not true. That's not, that's not true. That's not even a true analogy. Because if you go back just recently, the uh, the GM for the Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors, Yuri. Yuri, got a lot of credit for putting that team together, for making the trades, mm-hmm. for going out to took a chance. So he, it is. I'm not saying. So no, 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 no. But, but did you David just, Griffin get credit when they won the championship? But you just said GMs, and you just can't say GMs in, in a very okay. Um, a few GMs. Nah, but you can't say. GMs in that platform and that logic, and then not, and then then Yuri get a lot of credit for Toronto's success, and then say, oh, well, that's just specific. You can't be so general about the GMs being getting success, and then turn around and say something else. Your your analogy is not aligning correctly. It, the logic is GMs do get a lot of get a lot of uh, get a lot of um, 
they get a lot of success. They, I mean, when they when they do things well and they win, they win championships. They get a lot of they get a lot of kudos for it. When they lose and they're not doing well, guess what? They also get a lot of the blame. Go ask Sam Presti right That's now because he's getting a lot of blame right now That's for true. Oklahoma City not maxing out the talent that they had around them. And making the moves that he's made, you, they also get scrutinized to a certain level, and that's what the problem with David Griffin. What I was thinking, thinking, the way he was getting scrutinized at times for not produce, putting the team out that can win a championship year in year out. That when LeBron's there, is is just as big as even the it's even greater than when when they did win the championship finally. So for him. And also, I mean, GMs are like anybody else. They you put your leg in this job for an entire career. You've been wanting this job for your entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. And now you want to put your stamp on the team so the team can win the way you want them to win. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, and he's doing that with New Orleans. You can see it. Right? He's developing the type of team he wants. Yeah, but he, he needs to send LeBron a Christmas gift. For what? Because, though, if, if he's the GM and Anthony Davis is still on that team, they goes nowhere. They have no talent outside of Drew Holiday and AD. Right? LeBron, Chris Paul, I won't get AD out of here, right? No, they got a riches of talent. Ton of But they're gonna get the same trade from the Lakers regardless. Not necessarily. Why? If they have the I mean, same listen, trade listen, on the listen, table listen, last year. Listen, if LeBron is not in LA, do you think A D would say trade me to the Lakers? But why does that even why does that even say, matter? Said, what with the way David Griffin comments was, I like to build a team. I wanna do it kind of my way, basically what he's saying. Yeah. Now he has that chance in New Orleans. You right. know what I'm saying? So if LeBron is not in Los Angeles, do you think AD say I want to be the man to trade to the Lakers? No. Nah. No, but I mean, but right. But I'm saying so the LeBron effect had him go to LA. They got a ton of talent with the young players with Ball, Hart, okay. Ingram, and they got like four first round picks to allow Griffin to be the GM that he wants to build. You know what I'm saying? So now if they do win a championship. We talked about the what he's saying. I think what Ray's saying is I know what he's saying. I think I think if See that's why I need that's why y'all is a team. I think I think that's what I'm saying. I think Ray's saying is like he David Griffin benefited from trading A D to LA where they had for show talent that can help him with the team that he got coming in now. They 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 had like some experience. Man, listen, I know what he's saying and that don't even make sense, bro. The, and, and and I had to shoot it down because you're saying the Brown effect allowed David Griffin to, to to have the type of job he wanted to be able to build the team the way he wants to. And because LeBron going to L.A. and as an eighty one in the trade, build this bridge that allowed David Griffin now to be to have the type of team he wants and put the team on the floor that he wants to be successful. No, I mean that 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 is a good thought pattern. That's good logic, but no. Nah, that's not that's not hitting, bro. At the end of the day, LeBron went to LA because of business endeavors. Yeah, let's be real with each other. Yeah, winning a championship for LeBron was second. It was not the first thing he even said. I didn't think we were gonna win the first year. So winning a championship was not gonna be the first thing he that he thought of getting to LA. Actually, putting AD there actually now puts pressure on LeBron to get a championship to LA, right? Yeah, because does. now he has to. And at the end of the day. The reason why AD just said he felt like I wasn't winning no more. He wanted to go to L.A. He wanted to go to a prime market anyway. It was in L.A. and New York. That was his choices. It was nothing else. It was nothing else in, in, in the cars. L.A. New York was his choice he gave out. He said, I want to go to these two places. New York didn't have the pieces to trade for him initially and then now. And now L.A. had more pieces. So he kind of had to understand it, the way the market works. Well, while you saying all this, the LeBron effect should really should have put out there that the NBA shift and the real man of the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> the one who shifted the NBA to where it is now. Kawhi who? Kawhi Leonard, the guy who shifted the NBA to where it is, to on the tilt where it is now, is the reason why. Is the reason why now everybody's got to have a two star system instead of a three star system or a four star system. It's a two star system in the NBA now. He's the one kind of devised how the NBA is going forward because him winning a championship. Him being around, and the Raptors kind of be by himself up there, winning a championship as a solo superstar, paving the way through. He's really one who really devised that plan that wakes the NBA what it is now. And I don't think David Griffin thank LeBron for nothing. I think David Griffin actually raping the Lakers because of all the picks they got, a lot of picks, really after LeBron leaves, 
that's when their picks really kick in. So really, honestly, I think I think they got the best of the deals anyway. So what? So, if, so what if the Pelicans don't win? So Pelicans don't have pressure. See, that's what David that's Griffin. True. And that's another thing. David Griffin when he went there, even that trade didn't happen. He had no pressure when he got to New Orleans, regardless, because New Orleans knew they were going to be in a rebuilding cycle. But but you know what? Now that he got some well, with well, Zion. I, I, now I think now that he got some pieces to play with the talent that he had, mm-hmm. I think that changes. I think that changes a little bit. Because it's not like he got a whole bunch of rookies. He better do something. Yeah, he he don't have a whole bunch of rookies, and I, and I think that the, the the guys that he brought in, he do have a young he have a young talent. He doesn't have team. to do he doesn't have to do anything to win. He so listen, drafting Zion. Listen, if they get elevated no, a little bit more, no, if they win forty games next year, that's good. That's a successful season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For organizations that have someone over his term that he's there. He's going to. Well, have he to he he needs a he needs a good strong run at the next two year two and three two and three three and four. But he's got five years. He's the president of basketball operations. Yeah, he has, the gym is not him. Yeah. The gym is the kid from Duke. Trajan Langer. So he has an opportunity to build a team the way he wants to build it. And if that gym doesn't work, he can fire that gym. He got ten years. How many did Ernie get? Ernie got what, 15, 16 years <laughs> up here, up in DC? Hey, look, Ernie. Come on, man. Been. Ernie got 15, 16 years, <laughs> man. Ernie so you can't gone. tell me that been. that dude didn't have an, ain't going to have enough time. He should have been left. Ernie should have been gone. But so do, do come you on. Think, man. Do, you think, do you think Dennis Gentry is the right coach for them? You know, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see. We gonna see but I think he they, said they're going to play fast. His style fits that team. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. Do you think he's a good money week? Do you think they fire Monty Williams too quick? Too, too, cause, cause this, and this is why I say that. Because if you keep Monty Williams, now, and, and, and let's say the same thing happens. It, it didn't, but let's say the same thing happens, right? Where did Monty end up going? He went to San Antonio, then he... Then no, he, he's with Phoenix, He's right? with Phoenix now. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix. but when they fired him, he went to, I think, San Antonio, San OKC. And then, OKC. OKC. And then he went to... uh Well, not to Phoenix. Phoenix. So... I don't think Dennis Gentry, Alvin, Alvin Gentry, football, football, Alvin Gentry. I don't think. I don't know. I'm gonna give him a couple more. I'm gonna give him two years. Yeah. Alvin Gentry. Yeah. I'm gonna give him two more years. He has it, like you say. He got a young mix, but he got a young veteran. Um, he had Griffin. Got to start getting in the playoffs. I think year two. I give it three or four. I mean, I think they got enough talent to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, the West is tough. But I think the West is tough. Yeah, the West is tough. I think they got enough talent. If if the talent plays to their potential, Yeah, I think they got enough talent to make the playoffs this year. The 7-8 seed. Yeah. All right, right, right. Well, let's jump into the next topic, brothers. Yep. Yep. Let's get it. Since we we got a couple of things we're doing today, let's jump into the next uh, uh, topic about Camelo. Man, Stephen A. My guy. Stephen A. and uh, Stephen A. Smith. Who you know we all love, not really. He's okay. I do like I like Stephen A. Smith, but I think he just yells way too much for me. Um, he is animated, animated. And you um, know I just like Shannon Sharp better. Um, but Stephen A. Smith had a great interview with Camelo. He he asked some real pinpointed questions about Camelo, um, about how Camelo felt about getting pretty much released from duty, fired. That's what he called it. Basically fired. You know which. Pretty sure us as regular folks out here in the world, we know how fire feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but being that he got fired from the Houston Rockets, the OKC OKC situation did not work. Um, the New York Nets, I mean, I know, excuse me, New York Knicks, and that situation, how it panned out, how he ended up leaving from Denver, and he ended up fi- signing that five year deal when when LeBron and Chris Paul and the rest of them told him to sign a three year deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, how do you feel? First of all, how do you feel about that interview? Number one, but how to also that's the first question. I'll start with you, Donathan. How do you feel about the interview? And and then add on to the fact that do you think that Camelo is delusional? Because <laughs> I I mean, as far as him getting back, yeah, I think he's he for a 15 man roster, he may not he gets better than probably the 10th or the ninth player. He should be on somebody's team. But he's, I mean, he's a liability defensively. He's old. He's like 36, 37 years old. Uh, he no. he's, he's probably one year older than LeBron. 
No. Him and Chris, him and Chris Paul. Are the no. Same. He's one year older than LeBron. He came in the same year, but he's one year older than LeBron. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so LeBron is what? Thirty-four. So he's about 35. thirty-five. He turned thirty-five this year. So yeah. he's oh, this was like thirty-five, thirty-six. Okay, like I said. So when I'm asking the question, but Chris Paul, where he plays and the role he plays, yeah. and he's not, he's not an isolation player. That's true. Do you first of all, what do you, how do you feel about that interview and a lot of Melo's answers and what he, what he's talking about? Then the second thing is, do you think he's delusional? Because do you think he's gonna get on the team this season? I think it was a great interview, but I do think. Melo has to come to realization with himself that a lot of things that he got going on in his life. And 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 Stephen A asked him the right questions. It's just that Melo, you can look at Melo's face and a lot of the questions that Stephen A was asking, he really didn't want to answer. He really didn't want to answer the questions. And it, it, you can tell when somebody like, man, look, I don't even want to be here. I don't really want to answer these questions, but you know, I, I gotta show face. To get myself back another job. Mm-hmm. And I think Stephen A forced, you know, because everybody had high hopes for Melo. Mm-hmm. Everybody had high hopes for Melo. Coming, coming out of Syracuse after one year, you went in as a championship, you a baller, you shoot. I mean, you had you had it all. Mm-hmm. And I think Melo, like, like Jane said, I think the, the, being, with him being delusional and thinking that he's still that guy. Yeah, that's the problem. And and you know I'm not I'm not going I'm mellow I ain't sitting on the bench I ain't coming off the bench I'm mellow you know what I'm saying and 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 I think that's where mellow got to realize like you know what I might need to take a step back and come off the bench because this is the thing like you said you know LeBron mellow all of them came in around the same time together and they're still playing they're still progressing you see what I'm saying and but you got you want to be there. But you got so much off the field baggage with you that it, I think it's affected his play. I really do. I think a, a lot of the off the field things that Melo had going on in his life affected his play. And I like, mean, put it. Listen, we we don't BS around. Put it on record. Yeah. You well, know, what you mean yeah, when you, you say know. his off the off the court <laughs> no, baggage? No, what you mean? No, look, what you I'm mean? Saying, Are you talking about Lala? Lala? Lala you talking about Lala situation? Getting caught on a boat? Getting caught on a yacht? With, with the girl with her family? Are you talking about that with no family around? Hey, look, look. Are you talking about the different miscues he's made? Look, look. What are you talking about? I don't kill him. I, don't want I mean, what you want to say? You know what I mean? Like that. But, but, allegedly. But we, don't, we don't know. Yeah, Mello, yeah. we love you, Mello. Mello, we love you, dog. Be more all day. But allegedly. You, you know, must stand up. Allegedly. You know what I'm saying? So, I think when some people having so much, like, like, like Mello with a lot of stuff going on over here, and you, you're not performing on the basketball court. Nobody don't want you on their team. Bruh, it's a lot of pressure. And I think that's why LeBron and, uh, and his, his, his boys are real hesitant to stick their neck out and say, yo, Melo, come play with us. I, I, I really do believe that. Now, do I think he need a shot? Yeah, you give him a shot. Give him a shot. But don't think that you're going to be a starter. Don't just come in and say, look, I want big money and I want to start. No. You got to crawl and get yourself to walking again before we give you that shot. So, you know, Melo need a shot, but he do need to realize he's not that guy anymore. Yeah, it, it was sad, bro. You know, Melo won that chip of Syracuse, bro. I started a big Melo fan. Look, when Melo first came in the league, bro, I liked Melo more than LeBron. Yeah. Like, I bought the Melo jersey, bro. I was like, man, Melo fire. Yeah, the cornrow with the uh, – Nah, right? I never had the I had that S-curl. I had that fresh S, boy. Look, yeah, I, was, I was out there shining. You ever had that cornrow with the white headband? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I never had cornrows, though. How you, first of all, <laughs> how you have the S curl and get to keep your hair? And I ain't never had no S curl. And I had way better waves than you've ever had. had and yeah, and yeah, I ain't gonna keep my hair. I had the French pompey doing high school. Hey, that don't make sense, dog. I had a bag on his head. I had a way, head. I had a way better. My waves were bag on his head. Even when I was formal, prime, even when I first met you, up a couple days before. Even when I first met you, man, my waves, my waves are way better than yours, man. Yo, here you are. Still with your hair. Hey, look, that you can still get a hey, hey, I can't even. Hey, hey, get close. Hey, bro. look, that you can still get a line up. He's getting close, bro. <laughs> man, you had an S curl. And I had, and well, I never had an S curl. And I had, I used to have a little longer hair. I used to have my hair used to be high. But I had way better waves than all them, all them combined. Oh, Him and Keon combined. Nah, man. On the real I can't bro, believe bro. that, it, man. It was a sad interview, bro. And I think it, it was just good for Melo to get it off his chest. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he said, people have been putting his name in their mouth and not really true, but I think for him, hopefully now he can move on. And he needs to say it. Like, he needs to come out and say, look, I know I'm not a starter no more. Yeah. I know I can still give you 15, 15 points that's in my it. sleep. But if I'm willing to sacrifice, I'll play 10, 15 minutes a game if that's what any team needs from me. Yeah. And I think if he just come out and say it, there's, of course, he, he's one of the best. He can play on a 30 teams in the league, bro. Like, but there's some scrub dude don't even play at all. You know what I'm saying? You got Melo. Like I said, he could walk in 15 points in his sleep, dog. Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? But I think he just needs to come out and say, I'm not that guy no more. I have to. I've realized that. I've had time to realize it. I'm willing to sacrifice and come and help a team win a championship because I'm hungry. Exactly. And I'm willing to be that piece. If it's one minute, 15 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, I'm willing to give you anything I can. And when people talk about the defense... You know, it's not too many t- players in the league playing much exactly. D really, exactly. truly. Exactly. You know, you, he, he needs to be in a situation where it's helped with collective defensively and not just leave him on the island one-on-one. But he can definitely get somebody 10, 15 points. He can build somebody's second, well, somebody second team. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this because you know, he made a, um, a very compelling issue, I mean compelling statements about how he felt like he could still play at a certain level. But, you know, the I don't lie. And don't. and and there was times where he did struggle in a lot of different areas, whether it was mm-hmm. coming off the bench or not. Mm-hmm. And if you've already had a ego um, issue as far as what when guys want to give play you make you play a certain role, I mean, you listen, it happens to the best of players. I mean, yep. AI couldn't take it, yep. right? Uh, I think you know Jordan, even Jordan fell into that when he came to the Wizards. Yep. Down, the, I mean, he still averaged twenty three, but. Jordan was a little different. Yeah, it was a little different. I mean, yeah, Jordan was, was two two knee surgeries and yeah. his old age and done. But I mean, for Melo's situation, he's still fairly young and still can play to a certain level. But I feel like for him, you know, he he played out this logic like I still feel like I can play. I'm willing to now take a a second a second look at my role. And maybe play a different, more diminished role than in, in that in that situation or in that environment. But if all the contending teams, I mean the Lakers, I mean uh, the Clippers, all these other contending teams have talent on their team that are at this level probably better than Melo and not defensive liabilities. And then you don't have to worry about that headache, right? Because even though they say he's a good locker room guy, Chauncey Billups said a lot of different things. He said, yo, when a lot of good comments. Oh, yeah. And Chauncey said, listen, you know. I think he's a great player, great talent, good player. But at times, when we would win and he didn't score 30, he, he felt like he was upset. And when they would lose and he would still score 30, it's like he's fine with that. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that says a lot about, about him, right? Yeah. Now, granted, he's in the context he said it in was that Melo was 22, 23, 24 years old at the time. Yeah. And Melo kind of said it himself, like, yeah, you're right. And just kind of, But his answer outside of that is the reason why I find it troubling for him because he said, like, after that comment, he was like, I wish he didn't say that at that time because he's trying to get a job. But if you're trying to get a job, you want to show the talent. You still got the talent. Why don't you go overseas, go to China, go one of these other places, Australia, go to some of these places and ball, ball your A off. And they come back. And they come back and show them, listen, I'm still got it. You know what I mean? A lot of top talent players have done that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm watching old boy at, in the big three, uh, uh, Iso Joe. I know I saw Joe probably feel like I still got it. He's still, still ball. Yeah. And he probably looking at it like Joe the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Joe probably feel like I still got it. Like Joe Jackson. I mean, Joe Johnson, excuse me, feel like I, I still got it. So, I mean, for, for Melo, he's got to realize what does he really want to be. You he know has what I mean? To humble himself, too. Yeah, humble himself is one thing, and you're right on the money. And he's got to do even more than that. He's got to take, he's got to show to people that he's willing to do what it takes gotcha. to be gotcha. a winner. Win. Exactly. I mean, it's. I mean, if you think about it, look at all the championship teams. I mean, I remember that one championship team with the Miami Heat with Zoe and them. Zoe, Shaq, all of them. Shaq was playing second fiddle D-Wade. to D Wade. Zoe was coming out. I mean, Alonzo was coming out the bench. Gary Payton was coming out the bench. Exactly. Like all them players realized this. This is the only way we're gonna win. You gotta play some role. You oh, you gotta reinvent yourself. To be the type of player and the type of talent that you that you know you can be on the floor. Yeah, look at your boy Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson was a scorer. Yeah. At Detroit. He 
He said, you know what? Absolutely. My goal is to come off the bench, yes, and bang you, bang you, the end of the first quarter, the end of the second quarter, and if, if he really balling that night, he's in there the fourth quarter. Right. And they're going to bang you. I mean, that's how you look at it. And I think Melo, Melo would be a perfect fit in L.A. only if what y'all said, are you ready to win? I, and th- and that's the key, right? Is he ready to win? And Are you ready to win? And I think you, you know what? And in, in, in you say L.A. I don't think he'd be a perfect fit for the Lakers. Why? Wow. I just think he'd be a better, better a better fit, a better fit, uh, fit for the Clippers. I but him, I think but him would. and PG be the same. They, they, they no. be the same. It's not even PG. I think just because the Kawhi Leonard Williams. That's the instant. Yeah, they got the instant offense. It's not what I'm talking about. That's not, that's not in that contest. Not what I mean, because Lou will be the primary scorer off the right, bench. Right. But I think he'd be great for the for the Clippers because of the fact that you got you got you got you got Paul, you got Kawhi. He doesn't have to be the primary scorer. That's he doesn't true. have to handle the ball. He can play a certain role on that team, and he can play. He can fit right in. And when they and when Lou Will ain't got it going, coming off the bench, you got another scorer right there that can come off the bench and can get rebounds. That's true. Right, he can play the three and the four, yep. and they still missing some t- some size and talent in there, right? And they and they got old boy um Patterson. No, 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 no. What's the dude that just that just left uh, OKC? Because he's supposed to be signing with uh, the Clippers. I think it was oh, is it Patterson? Patterson? Not Ruben Patterson. No, they, they signed Jeremy Grant. And Jeremy Grant was the Nuggets. No, it was the Patterson dude. Patterson they used to play with. Uh, yeah, we talking about, but yeah, he's not. No, I mean, I know that. Melo's better saying. than him right now. No, no, so, question. So, but no, no, no. I'm, y'all actually, I'm saying they. Sound but I'm, but I'm just saying, like that type of his role on that team would be strong because he could play. One he could play a veteran presence. He's got a, and he's got the type of coach that's going to respect the way he should be treated as a veteran player. That's true. Because he's not going to play him with the heavy minutes until probably late in the season or in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. he realized. Melo, you've been in the league 17 years. Yeah, you, you got a championship Doc. veteran coach like Doc. Take you in lay, and let you let you play a role, uh, whether not a strong or a small role, whatever he needs to do, base off the game. And then when you get in the playoffs, he can put you in position to be successful, man. I think, like, the Clippers would be the perfect spot for him. But there's a the thing. It still goes back to, are you ready to win, Melo? Yeah, because that's the problem. His whole career. And that's money. And you know what? And that's been the, like you said, that's been the biggest knock. And I'm like, dude, when are you going to figure it out that, bro, nobody is not going to want to play with you if you're not trying to win. If you're happy about numbers, man, you go play on the, on the black top with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go play <laughs> on the black top with us. Now you go play in the big three. You know what I'm saying? Go play, go play in the TBT. They're giving uh, 140, <laughs> two mil, 140 <laughs> stacks to whoever win it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, Melo. Melo, for the great talent that he had, I hate to see athletes like Melo let it just waste away. It's sad, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because he sad. has a he can shoot the elbow, he can shoot the three, he can do. I mean, he can uh, back to the basket. He can face up. He Melo is a great talent, mm-hmm. and for Melo to just take this take this route that he's taking now is real sad. Cause, like I said, everybody had high hopes for Melo. Had and I think. Like James said, when he get out of his own head, thinking down the greatest thing since sliced bread, and and do what he has to do and say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back, I'm going to sign with a team, I'm going to take the role that they give me, I think he would play a lot better by doing that as to saying, oh, I'm mellow and I'm going to be a star. Period. Hey, brother, old saying is, bro, you got to get out your own way. And that's what Melo has to realize. Let me get out of my own way and yeah. let someone help me. And just, yeah. He just, he just, he, it was... It was sad, but I, I say it again. I think it was good for him to get it off his chest, and I hope that it ends in you know at least him going out his his way. Like you know, being if it's this last year, let him go out on his own terms, not being blackballed, forced out the league. Because I think, like you said, he could easily give you 10 points a game. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's ball. But he had, he had what, 15, 17 at OKC? Yeah, he, I mean, so, he, so he can get you 17. Yeah, he can get you yeah. that easy, bro. Like, like layup. Well, all right, fellas, man, this was that was a great discussion right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, we'll leave on word on um, Reggie's wise words for Melo, since you know that is his guy as well. I like Melo. Um, man. He's always been that dude. So, fellas, man, they're closing out. You know, it was a good. It was a good. It was a good. A uh, a good episode. Episode nine, nineteen. Yes, sir. I remember that. Doing such <laughs> great things around here. So, so, Donathan, man, give me your final thoughts when we get out of here. 
Yo, my final thoughts today is just glad to be back in the building with y'all fellas, getting this thing done, putting in a lot of time, you know. We getting some new followers every day, so I'm I'm, I'm happy for it. Let's get it, let's keep it moving. Yes, sir. Football season, baby. Ray, man, listen, you know. How you feel? Just give me your final thoughts before we, before we man, get out of here. I think it was a great episode. We showed some great content, showed some diversity this week. Um, we know football. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't show it last week? Well, you we, trying to say? You know, <laughs> well, we always show diversity. You know, we can easily just talk about football. That's the easy topic. You know, that's yeah, one of the hotter ones, we, absolutely. We definitely showing our depth and knowledge. You know, I want all our followers to go to our YouTube page. Um, check us out. Uh, make sure you download all the all the platforms. You know, we, and, we, uh, not, only it, not only download, but subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. We we definitely want y'all to keep subscribing and and, and just walk walking through us through this journey. You know, we got you know we we improving, we getting better at each and every episode, and we just want to keep keep making sure that we we uh, provide the the content that you love that we love to talk about yes, sir. and to keep showing you guys our growth and how we we're managing moving forward key man we're sorry you missed it today brother um you know hopefully you're here for the next episode or your 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 uh, spot is gone so uh <laughs> so we're gonna get out of here man, some... let me cut you off today key yeah he, he just had to cut me off he just cut me off right now <laughs> so it's all good he though he did call himself like Mr. Cutoff. It's so fitting. Like. So we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna leave here with uh some some wild word some wise words from uh, uh Chad Butler, Sweet James Jones. Since it's a hot girl summer, we rolling with this one right here when we get out of here.